like unto thee. O Lord, who is like unto thee? O Lord, amongst the gods, who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders, hallelujah. This is Reverend Stella Bebuna again on my regular podcast. Hello, everybody. Today, the, the topic I'm speaking on is something that the Lord has placed strongly on my heart, a specific word for specific people among you that are listening. And the word is, for those who are asking the question, Lord, do you not care? that I am perishing. Do you not care? Lord, do you not care? And the word of the Lord to you is this. I do care. He cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about you too much to neglect and to forget you. He has a plan. He has a purpose. We're reading today from Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. And I read, On that day, when evening has come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling, but it was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. And the, the center of it all is their question to him, in verse 38, when they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care? It is easy for us as Christians to be too comfortable with God. And we believe that he's there to do things when we want it and always ready to do it on time. This passage is one way in which God is seeking to show us more of what we need to know about who Jesus is and his approach to things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to put ourselves in the shoes of the disciples on that frightful night on the Sea of Galilee. For what happened there is for our benefit and for the benefit of every future disciple of Christ. Mark was telling us in that scripture, he's trying to paint a picture of the danger they were in. Jesus had told them to get in the boat and they were going to the other side. Let's go to the other side. It's a guarantee. We take the word of the Lord as a guarantee that things will be fine, especially when he gives you an instruction, like let's go to the other side. And he entered the boat with them and he went to the inside the boat and the rest of them were on other boats and somewhere in his own boat with him and they were going. And when they started going, the scripture says that the wind changed there was a big storm, like a hurricane, 
and it was so terrible that it was beating against the boat and the boat was about to capsize and water was even entering into the boat. And Jesus had told them they were going to go to the other side and the boat obviously must have been shaking and things were looking bad. Hallelujah. But not just bad, they were frightened. And you must remember that these people have been fishermen. They know about storms. They know about things like that. They've seen things like that happen before. And for them to be afraid, they must have seen boats capsize. They must have seen people die. And they were confident that it will never happen when they're in the boat with Jesus, that there will be no storm. But you can be in the boat with Jesus. And maybe right now, as I'm talking to you, your situation is that there's a storm in your life that is raging so badly. And you are, Jesus is with you in the boat. And the storm is raging so badly. And you feel as if you're going to drown. And there's no way out. I know what that means as well. To be in a situation where there's no human help that can salvage you from the situation you are in. And Jesus, who told you and gave you instruction, is in the boat with you. And things seem as if they are spiraling out of control. And it looks as if the Lord is silent. And, the boy, and, and uh, Mark is telling us here, he tells us that the winds, the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling up. It wouldn't have been a very big boat. It was probably just a small boat, but not so tiny. Maybe about uh, 26 feet long, 7 feet wide and 4 feet high. It, can, it could hold about 15 people, but it couldn't stand the chance in a hurricane or in such a storm. He tells us that the boat was quickly filling up with water. It won't be long before the boat will sink. In such a perilous situation, it is most amazing to know that Jesus was back in the boat, sleeping, even despite the rocking of the boat, despite the noise of the waves. In the Bible, sleeping in the midst of adversity is a symbol for complete trust in God. For example, God tells the Israelites that when they get to the promised land, he will give them peace in the land and they will lie down and none shall make them afraid. Leviticus 26 verse 6. So God promises that in the midst of affliction, in the midst of turbulence, he will cause us to have peace of mind and to be able to lie down. He said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. It's easier said than done. We've all been where we feel as if you're telling me not to be afraid, but situations are bad. Somebody wrote me some time ago on, on, the, on the internet and told me, woman of God, you say that we should just receive and just be at peace. But things have gone bad. There's a hurricane in my city. There's, there's, a, there's a storm in my city. Things have gone bad and houses have been pulled down and I don't have anything else. And it's easy to tell me that I shouldn't be afraid. But I know that God has a plan in the midst of all this. And none of these things take him by surprise. Hallelujah. And he's ready to sort you out. He will sort you out. Not just he's ready, he will sort you out. Don't give up on him. And don't think negatively about him. And don't lose sleep continually worrying. Worrying and talking bad, negative, or falling away from faith. The devil might be talking to you today and telling you, what are you doing? Which Jesus are you following? He doesn't care about you. I want to tell you today that he does care about you. He knows before he said, let's go to the other side. He knew that the, he would take you to the other side. Be confident that he will take you there. Despite what you see. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is not about what you see. Faith is trusting God in the midst of what you go through. 
confident in an unseen God that that unseen God will take you where he wants to take you. The scripture says that when we're yet seen that Christ died for us. And he loves you enough to die for you, so he loves you enough to take care of you. He loves you enough not to allow the devil to snuff out your life. He loves you enough, and you need to believe that. Jesus could sleep through the storm because he knew this would not be the way he would die. He demonstrated total trust in God's plan for his life. He could sleep through the storm because he knew that God has not ordained the storm would be what would kill him. He came to lay down his life. And he was not going to be killed by accident. That is not your portion. I speak to your destiny today. That fear will not take you away. That you will begin to learn and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The Lord does answer prayer. The Lord does is close to you and he answers your prayer. If you are a child of God, be confident that he's listening to you right now. Hallelujah. The disciples don't know that Jesus was in control. For all they know, the only hope they have of surviving this storm is for everyone to help bail out and begin to scoop water out of the boat. So everybody must have been busy doing this. There must have been noise. But Jesus didn't wake up. And looked as if he didn't care in their own eyes. How could you sleep through that? How could you sleep through the noise? That's what they were thinking. They woke him from the sleep. Why Jesus sleep in the storm? may signify his trust in God. That's not what it signified to people who are frightened. To them, it indicated that he didn't care. And they rebuked him saying, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? They were desperate. They were frustrated. One translation said, Teacher, are we going to drown for all you care? People feeling that God has forsaken them. Feeling that... God has not answered them. People in, in death thinking that, God, you have all these finances and I'm in death. And then I'm owing and you're not helping me out. People feeling that you have all that it takes to heal me and you're not healing me. I speak to you today. Those who are sick, I speak healing to you in the name of I rebuke every infirmity in the name of Jesus. I speak the healing touch of Jesus into your life now, even as I speak this morning in the name of Jesus. And then he said, and they said again, Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself, do you do not reject us forever? That is Psalm 44, verse 23. How can we sometimes feel that God doesn't care when He has demonstrated the height of His love to us by dying for us on the cross? The first thing Jesus did after He woke was He rebuked the wind and He spoke to the sea with the command, Peace be still. And as quickly as the storm came, it was gone. While that in itself is no miracle, maybe to you, but it's a miracle that the raging sea immediately was stilled. I remember when we go and do crusade in places and we go do uh, revival services and uh, in, in some nations and uh, it starts to rain and uh, when we set up and it just rain, it wants to rain and we speak to the storm, we speak to the rain. By the authority of the word of God and by what we have seen in the word of God, to be still under the sky to clear, and it clears. There is power in the name of Jesus. How much more the fact that it's in your boat. If your situation overwhelms you, it is time for you to begin to speak to your situation, to line up with the word of God and to submit to the word of God. Hallelujah. To the Lordship of Jesus. Submit to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus rebuked it, and rebuking it, 
it, it obeyed him because everything was created by him and for him and they must obey him. Perhaps it's because you might say that, okay, but why would he wait for you to call before he answers? He has put a principle in his word. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. The principle of asking is there, given by Jesus. And he said to us about the parable of the unjust judge, and he said, will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? So calling out to him all the time will yield a result, even if you feel he didn't care. Cry out to him, he does care, and he will answer you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Listen, and Jesus said to his disciples after he has done this and they, they was calm, is he rebuked them about their lack of faith. Jesus questioned them about their lack of faith. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Believe God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Don't be someone that confesses negative all the time. Confess the word of God. Spend time in the Word of God. When you spend time in the Word of God, confess the Word of God. Speak the Word of God against every situation, in every situation and against every negative situation. Speak the Word of God. He said, my word will never return unto me void. It must accomplish that to which it was sent. Speak the Word of God at all times. Release the Word of God into your situations and you'll see the Word of God come to pass in you in the name of Jesus. It's wonderful to be speaking to you again. It's, this is a rather long podcast today, but I am happy to be able to share with you. And we continue again on the, last, on the next episode, and we're still going to be talking about faith. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful word that you have given to us. We thank you that forever your word is settled in heaven. We thank you that your word will never return unto you. For it must accomplish that which it was sent. This word you've given today, I send into the home of people. I send to the life of people and I command the storms in their life to cease. I speak to the life of people who are going through things and they feel you don't care. I speak peace to them in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to those who are going through infirmity. I speak to situations of people that are demonic. I command demons to lose their hold from the life of people in the name of Jesus. And I command the peace of God to come into every home that is listening to this. And Lord, let there be order. In Jesus' name. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.